Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Three-way tie for first place at the British Open. Could that be the case? As we close in on the weekend, we would be headed for something special for sure at the 149th Open Championship. Welcome back. This is Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. I'm Craig Mish along with Davis Maddock. 1 o'clock on the East, 12 o'clock Central, wherever you're watching. Thanks for making your lunch hour, maybe even your breakfast hour, part of your day today here on television or also on Sports Grid Radio, you heard Chris's headlines. Let's get to ours as we close out our week here on this Friday. Baseball returns this afternoon and tonight. A couple of doubleheaders, some really good games. White Sox tonight take on the Houston Astros, maybe a potential American League Championship Series preview. The Atlanta Braves yesterday, Alex Anthopoulos says they're still in this thing. They acquire Jock Peterson in a trade with the Chicago Cubs. Cubs get a first base prospect. And what does that mean for Anthony Rizzo? I'm curious. Phoenix Suns, guess what they're favored by, Davis, in the NBA Finals? Take a guess. Oh, it's four. Guess what the next game's going to be? It's going to be four. And then the game after that is going to be four. It's been a very competitive series. They'll play Saturday night. When we're back here on Monday, we'll tell you what happens in Game 5. Of course, In Game Live has that covered this weekend. And a report yesterday out of the Tampa Bay area said that, that Tom Brady played the season last year on a partially torn MCL. I saw NFL Network report saying it was a fully torn, not partially torn. We have no NFL news. That is the bottom line for us to be going back to the last month of the 2020 season. That's going to change in a couple of weeks, but today we don't have much. Uh, also, of course, the Yankees and Red Sox are planning on playing tonight. It's being reported that Giovanni Urshela and Aaron Judge are going on the injured list, as well as backup catcher Kyle Higashioka. Yesterday, Brian Cashman talked about the COVID issues that have plagued the Yankees over the last few days. You know, I, I you know, we're in a very fluid situation right now, Eric. The, uh, you know, listen, the vaccines, uh, you know, that we encourage everybody to get guarantee uh, not getting hospitalized and not, you know, uh, getting death coming from COVID, um, which is important, uh, but it doesn't prevent you, you know, from contracting COVID. It just, you know, obviously protects you from the severe worst case scenario effects from COVID. Um, so uh, we're thankful that we're vaccinated um, in most cases, not all cases, but in most cases. Uh, so therefore we're ultimately protected. And that's the biggest uh thing that a message i can provide uh, uh you know from the vaccinations um that they do protect you from from uh, hospitalization and death uh, but it does not prevent contracting COVID. it just i think lessens those effects so we are still vulnerable uh as the population is to obviously experiencing COVID contract contract uh contracting and so at the end of the day it's a fluid situation that could spread and has spread to some degree. We have three positives um, and we have three uh, pending uh, that, you know, we've had rapid tests on and uh, until the lab-based tests come back, the the rapid tests have come back positive. And so uh, on multiple occasions now, and so therefore 
or we'll wait now for the lab test to come back, which I'm assuming is going to be positive as well. So that would increase our number to six, but we're not at six yet. We're yeah, Davis, this is, uh, you know, a little troubling here, obviously. And, and look, everyone has their opinion on getting vaccinated or not. Uh, I'm not going to get into that. But here is what I need you to do. Davis, I need you to promise me that we're not going to see another Kendall Hinton situation this year in the NFL. Please tell me we're not going to get a joke of a game. You know, can, can we get this, like, cleared up by the time the football season comes? I don't want to have to deal with this again this year. I mean, baseball is one game, two games. Guys are out. We, we know what the records are of the teams. I don't think there's a major, major failure here. It just happens. But please tell me the NFL, is, this ain't going to happen this year. Promise me. Um, well, you know, that rests on the players. The players have the, the power in their hands. If every team gets to that 85% vaccination rate, I think it'll be similar to how the PGA Tour works, where unless I am wrong about this, and I don't think I am, the PGA Tour, not the European Tour, where they're doing the Open Championship, we had guys withdraw from health and safety protocol stuff this week, but the PGA Tour said, if you're vaccinated, you don't even have to get tested anymore. Like, guys who are vaccinated on the PGA Tour don't even have to get tested heading to these events, right? So... If every team gets to that 85% threshold, I think we're not going to have a Kendall Hinton situation. If, you know, the Buffalo Bills are are playing around and seven of their players are vaccinated when training camp starts, I think we are because, you know, we're already seeing it. Some states are starting to require masks again, et cetera, et cetera. It, 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 all the power for this is, is on the players themselves. And if they make the choice not to get vaccinated, they're going to force the NFL's hand and guys are going to have to be in the health and safety protocols, and that just is the that's just the reality of the situation. Yeah, no, it is it is tough for sure. But look, we uh, we have our sports back, but the last thing that we want is to compromise the integrity of these games too. And you certainly, you know, you have to deal with it the way that you want to deal with it personally. But what I don't want to do is be here on Thursdays and Fridays, and then Sunday mornings with you guys and trying to figure out which players are in and out due to COVID again. I I thought we were past that, but apparently not. All right, coming up next, we're headed to Foxwoods for the weekend. Our buddy Jim Sanis is about to take a little hiatus for a couple of weeks. He's going on vacation. Good for Jim. He works really hard. Uh, NASCAR has a two-week break after this week because of the Olympics coming up. So we are going to get a preview of the Foxwoods 301 next on a DFS end and also a betting end. So stay with us and stay with us here on Sports Grid. We'll be back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. Each and every week we check in with Jim Sanis, of course, you can follow on Twitter. But better yet, go over to NumberFire and check out all of his simulations 
for the NASCAR races. And this week, we are headed to Foxwoods to talk about the big race this weekend. We're going to get into the odds over on FanDuel. Before we do that, always like to start off with a news topic for the week. One of the best on the NASCAR circuit, Brad Keselowski, is going to be leaving Team Penske. And Jim, I want to get your thoughts on that first, because certainly he has had another good year. What does this mean for him? What does it mean for Team Penske? And what will it look like in the future? And good to see you, by the way. It's going to be really interesting because he's going to be going most likely. It's pretty much finalized. They've not said it yet officially, but he's going to go to Roush Fenway Racing and be a co-owner of that team, likely replacing Ryan Newman, I would assume, on that team, which would mean he'd be alongside Chris Buescher. And as someone who thinks Chris Buescher is a pretty good driver, I'm excited to see if having Keselowski there can make that team better because I think Buescher's got some talent and if Keselowski can infuse some more speed in those cars, that'd be pretty interesting. So it'll be very different for him to be an owner, a la Denny Hamlin, but he'll be driving his own cars. So I am very curious how that will work out. I might not be super into Keselowski to open up next year, but really interesting move for sure. As far as the two team, they're going to bring on Austin Sindrick. He's been tremendous in the Xfinity Series the past two years, especially on road courses. He's been a contender for wins on road courses in the Cup Series even while running like a, a part-time schedule. So immediately Cindric will be a guy who can be a favorite on road courses next year. And I think that'll be exciting. Other thing today was Harrison Burton will be driving the 21 car next year with Matty Benedetto out of that car. And it kind of, you know, it's a, it's a game of musical chairs, Craig, because there aren't a lot of good seats left to be filled. You've got the one track house racing slot that may be filled. Got the 2311 uh, teammate to Bubba Wallace. But like you got Kurt Busch probably in 2311 and you don't know where Chastain and Benedetta will go kind of fighting for one good ride left and it's two guys. So someone's going to get squeezed and I don't really know who it's going to be right now. Yeah, really interesting story. I, I love to see when these guys switch uh, switch cars and everything like that, what ends up happening. Some end up doing real well, and then yep. some disappear. So we'll see what happens with Keselowski, and we'll see what happens with Roush Racing for sure. All right, so let's take a look at the Foxwoods uh, Casino 301. I believe that's what they're calling it this weekend. Should be an interesting race. Let's take a look at the live odds here over on FanDuel and see how they've been adjusted. Denny Hamlin is up to plus 450 this week. Uh, kind of wide open here. I see Carl Larson at also plus 450. Truex Jr. is five and a half to one. Kyle Busch seven to one. Keselowski, who we've been talking about, eight and a half to one. In a rare week where you can get Chase Elliott this far down the, por- the porch here at nine to one going into the weekend. Yeah, it's a very different race than what we've seen recently, which is why it's a bit more wide open, Craig, because they have not been to a short flat track since April in Richmond. So it's a very different track type than we've seen recently. And on this track type this year, it's been Joe Gibbs Racing and Team Penske that have really been the dominant cars and the top three drivers on that track type have been Denny Hamlin, Martin Truex Jr. and Joey Logano. Hamlin opened at nine to one. Hopefully you bet him while he was there because that was an outrageous number. It's no longer there. Uh, so I think that with the odds where they currently are at, I think that Logano and Kevin Harvick actually are the top two guys who stand out to me. Logano, as mentioned, has been great on this track type. He had uh, podium finishes in Phoenix and Richmond. Really good runs in both those races too. led 140 laps in Phoenix. So I think that Logano can push for a win. He's 14 to one. As far as Harvick, I don't think we've talked about him as a potential winner yet this year, Craig, but I'm kind of in at 17 to wow. one because we have seen Stuart Haas racing really get better in the 750 package, especially specifically in Nashville. A lot of speed there. And Harvick's a good driver. And I think this this track type should suit him, but also should suit what Stuart Haas racing has done so far this year. So 17 to one, I kind of think that's enough to draw me in. So I haven't been on Harvick at all this year, I don't think, that I can recall at least, at least not for no. a very long time. But this week, I think I am. Well, it, you know, it's interesting because, uh, look, Harvick is somebody that I remember who's been around for such a long time. And I know that he's been creeping up a little bit. I don't know that we've talked about him as a winner. But this is very peculiar to me because this is the biggest discrepancy of odds versus uh, DFS pricing that I can recall in a long time this weekend. You'll have to tell me why here. Because at Foxwoods, I see Kyle Larson as the most expensive at 14000 Truex Jr. at thirteen five, And Denny Hamlin, who's 9-1, to is at the top here at 13000 uh, Bush is 12500 Chase Elliott is uh, 12000 And Keselowski is 11500 Harvick right after that at 11300 So why are the odds to win this race very different than the pricing this week yeah. in Daily Fantasy? 
I think it's because FanDuel knows they can't put Kyle Larson too low or else everyone will use him. And I think that's probably smart. So I, I get it for sure. Uh, but with Larson, I think that um, I'm OK putting him third on my list among the studs. I do want to put Hamlin and Truex above him just because they've been so good on this track type. They fit everything really well. So I think that to me, it's Truex and Hamlin. I give Truex a very slight edge over Hamlin in terms of DFS. He's starting at the front, and we've seen him mop up on tracks like this so far this year. He has won three of the six races on ovals using this package so far this year, that non-dirt ovals, I should say. Uh, but he did lead 100 laps in Bristol for the dirt race, led 100 laps in Richmond, didn't win there. So he's been great on tracks that are similar to this, is starting second, $13,500. I think that's a really good number for Truex. So I was lamenting before, Craig, that if you didn't get on Hamlin, it's tough to tough to get in on now for DF, for betting. But I think for DFS, you go Hamlin, you go Truex among the top end guys. Logano, super under salary to $10,800. I definitely want to get there too. So I would say maybe get one of Truex or Hamlin, then take Logano, especially in cash games. Logano is awesome. And then build from there. Yeah, and I and I think that when you look at it this week, I think in particular, real important to see how some of the simulations are going for you, Jim, and kind of the way that that's playing out. How much of a factor does that go in when you're playing these out throughout the week? Yeah, a lot, because uh, if you look at FanDuel scoring, FanDuel scoring is heavily weighted towards finishing position, whereas some other sites will put more weight on place differential. It does still matter at FanDuel, but it matters less there than it does at some other DFS sites. So you want drivers who will finish well. And that correlates, obviously, to winning the race. So to me, I do pay a lot of attention to it, and it does make me want to try to get to drivers who I think will finish well. And that's part of the reason why, for this week, among the value plays, I feel like it's similar to Atlanta, where you're going to have to look at some guys starting a bit higher in the order who are not going to get you place differential, but but can get you a good finish. One guy I'd pinpoint there is Christopher Bell, $9,000, teammate to Hamlin and Truex, and he's starting ninth. That is not going to get you any place differential points, but I think he's a legit contender for a top five finish. I don't think he can win necessarily because it, that requires a lot of upside, but really good on this track type in the Xfinity series, really good in the three races at short flat tracks so far this year, $9,000. I would say he is in the same mold as Kurt Busch and Tyler Reddick last week, where even though he's not starting deep in the order, he can still pay off for DFS just by finishing points. And that's why I do want to look at, you know, what the numbers say, Craig. And I, we have to emphasize finding drivers who will finish well, even if they're starting towards the front. And I think that that's kind of the key takeaway here is on FanDuel, at least, you do want to care about place differential, but finishing points still matter a ton, especially relative to some other sites. Yeah, and, and I think that that's very, very important each week to check that out. All right, so where are we headed next week after this week, Jim? A two-week hiatus, actually. Uh, so oh, okay. we're going to be having uh, – it's because NBC is carrying NASCAR right now, and they've got the Olympics in Tokyo. So it's a two-week break with no NASCAR, and wow. then they come back for Watkins Glen uh, after that. So it's Watkins Glen, I think, Indianapolis right after that. So uh, a couple road courses, it's like the, I think, the fifth and sixth road courses so far this year. So uh, more right-hand turns on the horizon here. Well, Jim, have a good week off. I guess we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Enjoy your time off as well. I know football season is coming for you, of course, over at Number Fire as well. And thank you once again for coming on the program. We'll check back in two weeks. We'll be headed into August, believe it or not. Thanks again. Yeah, football season always lurking, Craig. It's it's never gone. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. All right, follow Jim at Jim Sanis on Twitter. We got to take a quick break here on the show. More fantasy football discussion coming up next. We'll dive back into some training camp battles, and also, of course, got to know if we're going to be taking players at their ADP in the early month of July in the fantasy football season. So stay on the grid and stay with us, of course. Make sure also you check out our YouTube channel, which we post all of our videos, all of our interviews. You can catch all of our work on demand. More fantasy sports today coming up in just two minutes right here on SportsGrid and SportsGrid.com. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh... 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports. Today we fire up some fantasy football discussion here on this Friday for you. We'll take them or leave them segment where Davis and I go through several players over in the NFFC. We'll take a look at their average draft position and Davis will tell us whether or not he is in on that player at their current ADP. Again, it's still a little bit early for draft season. We're here on July 16th, but we're getting a lot of data back on hundreds and hundreds of of best ball drafts that are being done. And so this will give us a little bit of an opportunity to maybe give you a head start fantasy football season. Yesterday, Davis was in on a lot of the guys. Let's see today if he's in or out on these. We'll start off with DeAndre Swift of the Detroit Lions. His ADP is third round. Uh, Excuse me, his 30th. So that's second round in most fantasy football leagues. Last season, uh, mixed bag. 521 rushing yards, 46 receptions. That's a solid number, 357 receiving yards. And he closed out strong with 10 touchdowns last year for the Lions. DeAndre Swift Davis was probably my favorite running back coming out of last year's draft. I thought the Lions just could not figure out ways to get him involved. Now, he did have a ball go right through his hands and hit him in the face last year, and they ended up losing a game because of it. I got to mention that because I remember being on the Lions' side of that game. But I I think that there's a strong future for Swift, and he definitely has the right coach coaching him up. I would think that he gets some good usage. Yeah, uh, I I disagree with the coach. I I think he got probably the worst run out he could have got in terms of coaching. Yes, he's got a coach who is going to hand him the ball, but he didn't get a coach who is going to help the offense score points. And uh, scoring points is a big part of being a running back. You got to be you got to be on an offense that scores points. You got to be on an offense that passes the ball. And uh, everything that Dan Campbell says feels dumber than the last thing he said. Like some of the some of the sound bites we've gotten from him are that he wants a, a real lion at practice. He, he, he says that he wants a real lion to watch the team at practice to, uh, to inspire them. He referred to DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams as running back one and running back 1A. That's not great, right? Uh, the, the big problem with DeAndre Swift at the beginning of last season was the presence of Adrian Peterson. So I, I, I was totally with you on DeAndre Swift, dynamic guy, really strong pass catcher, right? 46 receptions as a part-time player last year. And for example, I do like Swift more than I like Dobbins because there there is a path to DeAndre Swift having, you know, that second-year Christian McCaffrey season where they're like, okay, you're our best player. We are going to pass you the ball. We're going to hand you the ball. But I, I, what I am most worried about is that the team just sucks. The team sucks, doesn't score enough points, doesn't score enough touchdowns, and that... Swift would need like 75% of the backfield work, I think, to justify this ADP. And again, we talk about this a lot. The problem is you got to take Swift over CeeDee Lamb. You got to take Swift over Allen Robinson. Sometimes you even have to take Swift over A.J. Brown or Justin Jefferson, depending on how running back heavy your draft is. And I can't do that. So I love DeAndre Swift, the player, but at this ADP, I am leaving him. All right, so our first leave it. In, in a couple days, I think, on DeAndre Swift. I have to go back. I don't even remember yesterday. Okay, so now let's move on to the fourth round of fantasy football drafts and another running back, Mike Davis, who is now on the Atlanta Falcons. His ADP in the FFC is 50th overall. He filled in last year for Christian McCaffrey when he was hurt. 
rushed for 642 yards, 59 receptions. Is that right? That seems like a lot. 373 receiving yards and eight touchdowns. He did a really nice job. At least the Falcons are bringing in someone with some fresh legs, younger guy, although Davis is not like 22 or anything like that. What do you think about taking Davis as your RB, I guess, two probably in the fourth round? Yeah, you're you're starting to you're starting to get my uh, my method of drafting. We like wide receivers and we like guys who who catch passes. So Mike Davis not going to be the flex guy, not going to be the running back three, going to be your your running back two. Let me let me tell you the other running backs on the Atlanta Falcons depth chart right now. We got Mike Davis, we got Quadre mm-hmm. Olson, who is now going to be his fourth year in the NFL. Undrafted free agents J.D. and Hawkins and Caleb Huntley. Tony Brooks James, who is a, a special teams player, and then Cordero Patterson. So does Mike Davis really have any competition? I, I don't think he does. I think this is actually going to be very similar to what he did for the Carolina Panthers last season. I, I don't think Mike Davis is like great. Like I don't think that Mike Davis, for example, I think DeAndre Swift is four times as talented as I think uh, Mike Davis is, but he is in that great inv- offensive environment, right? They play in the Dome, and then they get the other Dome game against the New Orleans Saints. We we know that the Falcons are going to pass a lot. We know that they have thrown to their running backs a lot. I mean, Todd Gurley, who didn't even have knees left at the end of last season, had 842 yards and nine touchdowns. I mean, he was really bad. I think Mike Davis is better than the version of Todd Gurley we saw last season. So I am in. I am taking... Mike Davis Ooh. at his current average draft position. I don't I don't love it. I'm not taking him every time, but I think this is a fair ADP for him, and I think you can take him without feeling bad. You mentioned, before you mentioned somebody who I want to bring up here before we get to the receiver, uh, Jamar Chase, you mentioned Adrian Peterson. And the Falcons do have, Davis, this terrible history of signing, like, over-the-hill dudes. And I'm just hoping that this is not his destiny. Do you think, is Peterson still playing? Like, is there any clue on that? Like, he keeps coming back and playing and looking good. Well, you know that Adrian Peterson is in a lot of debt, right? Like, that's like, like, uh, the, the rumor is the reason that Adrian Peterson at 35 is still subjecting himself to getting beat up by defensive linemen is that all the money from his original career is basically gone and that he is in debt and that he needs the cash flow to still play. So the most recent thing that you get when you Google Adrian Peterson is Adrian Peterson telling Pro Football Talk that he is ready and healthy to play in a 15, uh, his 15th NFL season, and that ideally he would be doing it with a team that is competitive, but that he just wants to play in his 15th season. So, look, I mean, I don't, I don't think it'll be with the Falcons, but I, I do, I bet it's going to be, you know, training camp week two. Running back gets hurt. You need a camp body. Adrian Peterson's coming in for somebody. Yeah, that sounds pretty accurate. Okay, let's close it off with Jamar Chase, one of my top picks in my dynasty league this year. He's His ADP is fourth round in fantasy football drafts. He, of course, is from LSU and was a star there with 84 receptions, 1,700 and 80 receiving yards and 20 touchdowns. And, of course, we didn't get to see him a lot over the last year, so we're not really sure what Jamar Chase could potentially be, but he's got the quarterback there. There's no doubt the Bengals believe in him in a big way. Uh, what about Jamar Chase, fourth round, take him or leave him? So I, I slightly prefer T. Higgins to Jamar Chase, you know, because I have already seen T. Higgins do it at the NFL level. Like T. Higgins in the games where he played with Joe Burrow – Looked pretty good. 908 yards, six touchdowns as a rookie. We have seen, though, rookie wide receivers, Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown the second half of his rookie year. I mean, even Jerry Judy, 800 yards, three touchdowns. Like, rookie wide receivers are a much different proposition in the NFL now than they were 10 years ago, right? 10 years ago, you'd say, wait to year three. You're getting nothing from them as a rookie. You've, they've got to be really great. they got to be a great player for you to get something from them as a second-year player. That's gone now. Teams draft rookie wide receivers with the idea maybe they sit on the bench for a month to learn, right? Justin Jefferson played behind Ola B.C. Johnson for two games, and then they said, all right, rain's off, you're in, kid. And I think probably, I don't think there'll be any of that. I think week one, game one, Jamar Chase is coming out as a starting wide receiver for the Bengals. I'll also, I, I wonder how you feel about this. 
I love that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase went to college together. I, I totally buy into this. I totally think this is a thing. And I think that the Bengals had a choice between, right, they could have traded up one spot for Pitts. They could have taken mm-hmm. the, the I, I, Panay Sewell. They could have taken the offensive tackle to, uh, to, you know, shore things up for Burrow there. You got to think that Burrow was in their ear saying, look, I played with Jamar Chase, and Jamar Chase was a freak. 1,700 yards, 20 touchdowns. When I played with Jamar Chase, I want to play with my guy. I, I I feel like that was part of it. So I am taking Jamar Chase, but I am not taking him all that often because I slightly prefer his teammate T. Higgins. Yeah, and I like Jamar Chase a lot, and I like the situation he landed in Davis. I still think the Bengals made the wrong pick in the draft. I, I think I, I know it's not a sexy pick and it's not fun for fantasy, but I mean, they got to protect Burrow, man. I'm really worried that they could be down the same road with with protecting him, Davis. And we've seen quarterbacks just have their career stop because they get sacked too much. And that was my feeling when they took him was they made the wrong pick. Yeah, I mean, I I tend to believe both, uh, like these two things concurrently. One, that wide receivers have a huge impact on quarterback play but that there is no greater advantage in professional football than keeping your quarterback in a clean pocket, right? We've seen this over and over again. Teams with really strong offensive line play do way better than people expect every year, and teams with bad Mm -hmm. offensive line play underperform expectations. Look at the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Look at the Cowboys last year when their offensive line started going down. They have Cowboys probably the best three wide receivers in the NFL, but once the offensive line goes to pot, what are you going to do? So I, I think you're probably right. Yeah, and, and who knows where Chase would have ended up, but I got him on my dynasty team this year. I'm excited to get that fired up too. Can you tell that we're excited for fantasy football season right around the corner? We're also excited for fantasy or reality because we're getting ready to close out our week. Now, Brett Levy is not at the FanDuel Sportsbook today. He's in Studio B in New York, so he will be with us next asking us the key, the key questions one of which is a real big one because it's it surrounds Space Jam 2 which comes out today. We'll talk about it next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. in August as the Olympic Games are getting ready to start here coming up in a couple of weeks and the USA basketball team has added at least one I believe two new players to their roster JaVale McGee it's being reported Davis is headed to Team USA and also maybe Keldon Johnson as well so and on top of that we're going to wait to hear from Damian Lillard today about his trade talk so the basketball season has two seasons going on right now it has the USA basketball and some drama and then we got the NBA finals well, that's uh, that's funny that you you phrase it that way because the NBA actually loves this. The NBA loves that the the news cycle for them never stops. Like the the dirty secret about the NBA is that 
so much of their league image and league interest is generated in transactions and not in the actual game. The NBA is has a 12-month season because the rumors, right? The Damian Lillard rumors, the like and and LeBron, we owe we basically owe this all to LeBron. We we owe this all to the decision. Um and the NBA at the time maybe would not have loved it because the the public backlash to LeBron joining up with uh, Bosch and Wade in Miami was it was not a a sat like it wasn't a great PR move then but the fact that the NBA finals are going on literally the championship of the league hangs in balance we have uh, a series going into game five tied 2-2 and we're talking about Damian Lillard requesting a trade and more people by the way would rather conjecture on potential Damian Lillard trades than analyze like Oh, PJ Tucker needs to be doing X, Y, or Z, and and the NBA loves it because they generate income and motivate, like they generate interest in their league from those transactions. I mean, it, it's so true. I mean, how much time have we spent on Game Five on this show today? Maybe thirty seconds, and we've spent five minutes on on talking about everything else going on in the NBA. So, point well taken for sure. All right. Brett Levy, he's ready. His weekend is on tap. Who knows what he's got going on? He's made his bed. He's ready to go. Brett, what do you got for fantasy or reality? All right. Well, we're talking more NBA rumors, Craig, because the Dallas Mavericks introduced Jason Kidd and their new GM yesterday. And Jason Kidd made some interesting comments saying he's excited to work with Chris Stops and Luka Doncic next year. Uh, the Mavericks had a tough exit in the playoffs this year. So you know we had to ask about this, and Davis, we'll start with you for this one. Uh, but Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis will be back in Dallas next year. Davis, is this a fantasy or reality? Uh, well, Luka is not going anywhere. Luka is going to be a Dallas Maverick for the next eight years. He's going to get to the end of his rookie contract. They are going to give him the Supermax, and he will he will be with the team for, for the entire time. However, Chris Tapps Porzingis will not be. Um, I, I think that if I was to set the odds, a fan duel called me up and they say, hey, Davis, we, we want you to set a market for where Chris Tapps Porzingis will play next season, I would say the Mavericks are like plus 150 and the field is like minus 160, 170 or whatever with, uh, with the rake in there. Uh, Chris Apps is their most tradable contract, right? And there is always going to be someone who can talk themselves into the New York Knicks version of Chris Apps Porzingis before he suffered the knee injury. Could be the Kings, could be the Pelicans, could be the Orlando Magic, could be the Indiana Pacers. Uh, probably not the Pacers. They have a lot of big guys. But there are enough teams out there. Uh, the Detroit Pistons, right? The Detroit Pistons have the number one pick in the draft, but maybe they don't want Cade Cunningham. Maybe they want... Uh, to, to do a different move there. So I, I think that Porzingis, uh, he's got the right size contract, and the, the Mavs know this isn't going to work. They're looking at their roster saying, the combination of Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis is not going to win us a championship, so we are going to move on. I, I do not think uh, he will be back, so I think that this is a fantasy. Yeah, look, you, you are definitely better suited to talk about this than I am, but I would tell you that everything that I read in terms of rumor that Dallas is involved in has Porzingis on the way out and somebody else coming in. And you could go around the league and pick like five stars that are unhappy with their spot, including, by the way, Zion Williamson. I saw one that had Williamson going to Dallas with Luka. I was like, wow, I didn't expect to see that. But yeah, I mean, it seems like Porzingis, very good player, matches up well in terms of finances with another team. So, Brad, I'm, I'm just simply going to agree with Davis here. Uh, Dallas may as well shut it down if Luka gets traded. Like, you, you, I mean, it, Mark Cuban literally would have to sell the franchise if you trade a player like Luka. So, I do believe he is back. And, and if Dallas is going to get better and surround him with the right players and some team is going to punt, they're going to be punting with getting Porzingis because he is the number two asset on that team and the most tradable one. So, I'm in agreement. I'll say reality. All right. Well, we saw a big trade in Major League Baseball last night, Craig. Jock Peterson was traded to the Atlanta Braves for a first base prospect. The Braves are currently in third place in the NL East, four games back of my New York Mets, and seven games back of the second wild card spot. So you know we had to ask, and Craig, we'll start with you for this one. The Atlanta Braves are still in contention Craig, is this a fantasy or reality? 
Boy, I hate to do this because my guy, Alex Anthopoulos, is a great general manager, and I like everything that he's done, and I even like this trade. But I got to say fantasy. I got to say fantasy here, and there's really only one reason. You cannot replace Ronald Acuna Jr. Take a look at the statistics in Major League Baseball as it stands at this moment and how sad it is that we're not going to see another stat from Acuna the rest of the season. Stolen bases, home runs, runs driven in, runs scored, defense, hit by pitches. This guy's leading in like almost everything. He was on track maybe to win the MVP. What team can you remove the MVP and still be in it? Look, I just don't see it. Now Ian Anderson's on the injured list and 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 Ozuna, who was the who was the I think Ozuna was the home run leader in baseball last year, too. They had Adam Duvall who hit 15 home runs. He's not there as well. Unless they make some significant move, I think they're out. I think that Philadelphia is the only other team that has a shot to beat the Mets. They got Wheeler, they got Nola, Bryce Harper, JT. Uh, you know, if the if the if if the Phillies can fix their bullpen, their talent is formidable to the point where I think they can fight with the Mets down the stretch. Washington doesn't appear to be so. Davis, I gotta say, fantasy and it hurts. This is the team that I picked to win it, but I just think it has not gone right for them this year. Very rare for you and I to uh, you know to disagree on baseball because generally speaking, you know you know a lot more than me. You're more plugged in than these things. But when I look at the standings of this division, the Mets are the worst division leader in baseball. Every other division leader in baseball has at least 53 wins. The Mets have only 47 wins. All of these things about the Braves are true. Injuries, disappointing, yada yada, et cetera, et cetera. They're only four games back of the division. And I look at their remaining roster and I go, what was the big problem, right? The big problem was they literally, Craig, did not have another left-handed power bat outside of Freddie Freeman. They were going up against, uh, you know, what is it, 70, 75% of starters in baseball are right-handed. And they were running out Guillermo Heredia, Johan Camargo, Abraham Almonte, Ender Incendiarte against right-handed starting pitching. Well, I mean, that's just giving up expected points. So the trade for Jock, I know a lot of people are going to kind of gloss over this. I think that's a pretty good trade. I also think that the easiest thing to acquire, and this is true year after year after year in baseball, the easiest thing to acquire is a right-handed power bat. So they'll be able to grab one of those. Uh, And actually, you had Alex Anthopoulos on in the preseason to talk about the team. And one of the things I took away from that was he is not going to be shy about adding pitching, right? I, I think he has a very clear idea of what he wants out of his staff. And I say, and I think that adding another starting pitcher is going to be on their shopping list for sure. So I, I think they are in contention, one, because I think the roster is good enough. But two, I just think the division seems bad. I think the division is kind of wide open for the taking. So I do still think they are in contention. Yeah, if, if they had Acuna... I would 100% agree. I, I don't know. I, I just don't see a player replacing him that can do what he did. But look, you could be right. It is only four games. That is definitely fair. Okay, Brett, I, I'm looking forward to this one. So let's close it out. We'll get your opinion too. All right. This next one, we're going to the movie screen because Space Jam was released last night in theaters. It is now available today for streaming at home on HBO Max. I know we talk a lot about movies and entertainment, so we're definitely talking about this one. Uh, Davis, we'll start with you. You will watch Space Jam tonight, opening night. Is this a fantasy or reality? Reality? Yeah, Uh, I, I will be watching it tonight. It's already gotten some bad reviews or whatever, but here's the secret. And uh, Craig, I, I think you were of the right age to know this when the original one came out. The original Space Jam is also not a good movie. It is a cynical piece of advertising to make, I mean, at the time it was to make Michael Jordan money, and this time it is to make LeBron James money. It made Michael Jordan money then. It's making LeBron James money now. It, it, the, the first one was not some amazing uh, you know, work of art or whatever, and this movie is also not going to be some amazing work of art, but it's going to be like it's going to be fun. I'm going to want to see it. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm watching it tonight. Reality for sure. 
Yeah, this is a tough one for me to answer because, again, I have always so many balls up in the air, so to speak, with my kids and not knowing what's going on for the rest of the night. Am I going out to dinner tonight? I'm not even sure. Uh, I'm going to say fantasy, but by the, but but you know what? I almost went into our rundown today, our show rundown, and changed it to weekend. I almost changed it so I could say reality because I, I'm not – certain that i'm going to watch it but i'm gonna say fantasy but i'm not hating on it at all the first space jam movie got better years after it was gone it got the same sort of reviews nobody really liked it then all of a sudden a few years later it was like oh bill murray michael jordan it was a great movie so i look look you know what you're getting with this there's partially it's a kid's movie too let's be honest there's going to be some inside jokes for people who are sports fans who know more than the average person, which will be fun to watch too. I can already tell that that sort of stuff is coming. It'll be an entertaining hour and a half, probably not the best hour and a half movie of your life, but it's fantasy for me on tonight. But by the by the time we get back to Monday, I have a feeling I will have seen it. Brett, how about you? Fantasy or reality for you on Space Jam? Well, Craig, uh, my fiance has a work barbecue tonight, so I will be going to that. And when we come home, I will definitely be suggesting we put on Space Jam and watch it. Uh, I was four years old when the first Space Jam came out, so I am very excited for the remake. It didn't sound convincing enough to me, Davis. Davis, you know, Brett hasn't been, uh, you know, engaged and getting married long enough. So, I mean, if you are saying suggesting in a relationship, that is not a lock right there. Like on FanDuel, that's plus 140. Yeah, no, you are you are right. I have already, I actually have already had this discussion with, uh, with my partner. I, I told her, I was like, I was like, look, I'm, I, I, I text, actually, I texted her brother and I was like, do you want to come over and uh, watch Space Jam tonight? And he was like, yep, I'm in. So I told her, I was like, I can't, I can't, we're not, oh, well, you can do whatever you want tonight, but I'm ordering pizza and watching Space Jam with your brother. And, and that's how you get it done. See, Brett, in, 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 Brett, in due time, Brett will understand. You, you don't make suggestions. You got to make the call. You, you got to make the decision, man. Like when you have kids, it's a different story. But right now, Brett, take a little control. You want to watch the movie. Tell her we're watching the movie. We'll be back to wrap it up after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. back here on Monday at noon Eastern for another edition of Fantasy Sports Today. We'll talk about the upcoming Game 6 in the NBA Finals because there's got to be one with the two teams tied at two. We'll also talk about who won the British Open. Of course, baseball and the NBA Draft also on deck. We'll see if there are odds on that as well. But let's turn it over to Davis and close out our week with the Sports Grid 60. Davis? Yeah, well, I will just leave everyone with uh, a couple words of wisdom. I, I really like to encourage people to do this on Fridays because they're not going to hear from you and I for a couple days. Live betting for the Open Championship, I, I think 
there's going to be some angles because right now, as I'm talking to you guys, Louie is 12 under par, minus six for his round. Morikawa is nine under. Spieth is eight under. Everyone else is uh, six under par or worse. All it takes, all it takes is one day of the morning being totally calm, peaceful, just like you're, you're uh, a, a nice walk in the park golf and the afternoon being uh, a miserable afternoon in England. And the live betting on FanDuel is going to get all screwy. So if you got a guy, if you Scotty Scheffler, Paul Casey, Dustin Johnson, Brooks, I don't care. If you got a guy who you think can fire a 63 on Saturday or Sunday morning, I, I would put a little quarter unit on them because I just I have a feeling that we're not going to have a drama-free weekend over in uh, Great Britain. Oh, yeah, I agree, no doubt. Um, a little drama-filled day for a topic that we talked about quite a bit here on the show. We've slowed down a little bit, the sports card market. As the CEO of PSA, Professional Sports Authenticator, Joe Orlando, who has been basically synonymous with the company, announced that he is stepping down after 22 years as CEO. That is a really big deal in the sports card market, just ahead of the biggest show in the country, the National starts up uh, next week. What does it mean? Well, the uh, person who uh, purchased the company has named, I guess, himself the CEO in Nat Turner. But sports cards definitely been up and down a lot in 2021. But this move is a really big one and big for those of you who collect cards out there. My guess is there is more information on that to come. Thanks, everybody, for watching this week. Our friends at LTN, Brett, Danny, and Ryan. For Davis, I'm Craig. Have a great weekend. See you Monday at noon. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.